Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i'm your host evan goldstein and with me as always are the new proud homeowners karen randazzo we have meat here in the building <laughs> and chris randazzo i thought slavery had been abolished <laughs> We're here on this week's episode to talk television. This week, we are discussing Faulty Towers, Season 1, Episode 6, The Germans. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Let us know what you think of our show, what shows we should be watching, if we're right or wrong on the shows we actually watched. You know, just critique us because it's attention and we're starved for it. So, Karen. Yes. You chose Faulty Towers. I did. And now I it, why? Like this is a why? rando poll. 1975? Yeah. <laughs> like, um Well, partially because I love this show oh, and this, uh what's not to I love. Mean, <laughs> grew up on it really. Uh I chose it now. Because it recently came on Netflix, or at least I was recently made aware that it's on Netflix. Ah, I see. Uh, and this episode <laughs> sticks out in my brain as like the best one for all the blatant racism. <laughs> is that, is that is well, that? obviously. <laughs> I I Don't forget the sexism. Sexism too. I will not forget that. Um, I all right. I first off, I haven't watched Fault Towers. In a long time, <laughs> I forgot how 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 fast this show goes. Like John Cleese is amazing; he is goddamn genius. <laughs> <laughs> and is this the first time we see the funny walk? Uh, I mean, the funny walk came from Monty Python. Did it? Okay. <laughs> uh, it may be the first time he did it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he has excessively long legs. I mean, like I'll was, do the funny walk. <laughs> he was so insistent on doing that Hitler impression, as, as if, as it's if, wait, going she didn't to make get her it, laugh. But the funny walk will make her get it. <laughs> that will be the thing that will make her laugh. That's gonna make it all okay. All right. So the episode starts with. His wife in the hospital for an ingrown toenail, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Surgery for your ingrown toenail. So he is left at the hotel to his to his own devices, and I'm going to say fails miserably. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing about this episode is it's called The Germans, and that's the thing you remember about it is the end. But that's the last five minutes, and prior to that, there are 25 minutes of other things happening that are all equally is great. <laughs> See, I'm imagining, like, I mean, I haven't seen this episode, and uh, I, I've only seen a handful of episodes way back in the day, and I'm imagining the Germans, like, being, you know, a really big deal to the episode. Oh, no. Like, kind of the crux of the comedy. It was just, like, this bit at the end. Yeah. L little bit at the end. <laughs> um, the hospital. Kind of a misnomer of an episode. I feel like I should know more about the doctor. That shows up two or three times in the episode because he seems genuinely afraid of this guy. Now, that was a strange thing. That was, <laughs> He's not a recurring character. That was kind of a touch of racism, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. When he walked out of the room and he sees a black doctor and he gets all freaked out by it. I mean, I think part of that is he didn't know who the guy was, and he and the doctor knew his name. <laughs> okay, that's that's one way to read that reaction. But there's also definitely some racism in there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yes, the, the, I mean, 
Not as much as when they later use the N word and like twenty seven times. Say a bunch of derogatory things about West Indians, <laughs> which you know, oh. unfortunately, really does take a little away from this episode for me. Like, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to because I'm, you know, woke. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no wokeness on this week's episode. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of one of those it's, things. It's yeah, such a it's product, a product of, its of its time. Yeah, there you go. Well, that and is a piece of it that has not aged extraordinarily gracefully. The fool is the guy who, who says the most ridiculous and inappropriate things. Like, Major is, mm. is the, the fool and yes, granted, completely inappropriate. But if you take out that little snippet from the middle of not even the middle, sort of at the beginning of the episode, the rest of the the episode is like laugh out loud funny. Like Manuel is fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> the whole bit with the fire. <laughs> there is no fire. <laughs> <laughs> there is no fire, only bell. <laughs> and then he he locks him in the burning room. And when he gets out, he falls to his knees in gratitude. <laughs> you save me. All right, God bless Andrew Sachs. May you rest in peace. When when he started the fire, that poor guy was engulfed. Like the actor, because there was no. Like that was cutaway. Not that guy. was not a stunt double. That man was on fire. Um, the there was like tiny little stories throughout the whole episode, but the 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 meat, if you will, <laughs> of this episode is the Germans showing up, and the the don't mention the war comment. Oh my god. <laughs> they I think I mentioned it once, but I got away with it. At one point in time he gets bonked in the head, he gets a little silly, but it it is unbelievable how for like it's nineteen seventy five when this, this show airs, and the speed and the wit in which is inside this episode is phenomenal. It it it's better than like the, the 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 delivery of the comedy is better than a lot of shows nowadays. Like it's yeah. silly and there's there's this slapstick, yes, but it's re- it's like it's good quality comedy. You take away the um, you know the product of its time mm-hmm. type of things, and it really can stand up to anything on TV now and be a lot better than most of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, every piece of it, too, like the, the staging, the everything, like it's all so well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physical comedy, the writing, the delivery, <laughs> and the supporting cast even. Like, uh, I don't think Connie Booth gets enough credit, uh, and both sh- for being in the show and be being, fun fact, uh, the girl who plays Polly was buried to John Cleese. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Did not know that. She was the one that spoke a bunch of languages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Germans, and like when, the, like what I call confusion comedy, like someone doesn't understand what's going on, like they took that way beyond, way further than they had to, and it still it didn't become like boring or not funny. It stayed funny, like that you know that Family Guy, Peter grabbing his leg, going. It, it's like that. It sort of goes a little too far, but it's still funny, funny stuff. It's paced properly. Yeah, very, very, very fast. The whole thing with the moose head, which was so sidebar to it wrap up at the end, like Major thinks he's having a conversation with the stuffed moose head. Come on! <laughs> Conveniently enough, had the voice of Manuel. That's one of those things. I mean, that's one of those things that just it shouldn't be as funny as it was. Like the whole fake conversation. Like he bends down behind the counter and he thinks he's talking to the moose head. Like <laughs> that shouldn't have been that funny. It was like it's such a juvenile joke, but it's delivered so flawlessly 
It just, it was absolutely hysterical. I speak English. I learn it from a book. <laughs> and the way that the, it's just built and set up for things to pay off later. Mm-hmm. Because later, Bezel ends up tripping over Manuel as he's hidden down behind the desk. And that, you know. That's how he bashes his head. And all of that ends up leading to the conversation with his wife when he's in the hospital with that, you know, Polly can't cope. And she lists off like the six things that have gone majorly wrong in the 12 hours that he's had the place to himself. Okay. The the fire alarm bit. Should, I should not have laughed at that. I shouldn't have. Because all he was doing is literally yelling at people. And it was hysterical to me. Like, just because it's that confusion thing again. Like, they're supposed to have a test, but the, the burglar alarm went off. It's at a different pitch. People are confused. And it's just John Cleese going insane. He, he like, yeah, and it's not really him being inept. It's just a series of unfortunate circumstances <laughs> that lead to like driving him crazy and ticking him off. Yeah, yes. Spends a lot of time yelling. A lot of time. Nobody yelling. else like Cleese. <laughs> so as as we said, the Germans show up, and John or Basil is is is. Wobbly, like he, he's he's not in his right mind, and he's had a concussion. Yes, he's had a concussion, and his his main thing was, you know, don't mention the war to the Germans. And after <laughs> mentioning the war to the Germans like forty-seven times, one of the female Germans begins to cry, and he then. You know, don't mention the war. I mean, I've accidentally done it once, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> he he then does like if when all right. There's there's a couple of things that when you think John Cleese, a, a few mental images pop in your head, and for one, with like the top three, is him doing the 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 the, the Nazi march with his finger under his nose pretending it's a hitler mustache and like it the man for for his size and stature is graceful even though he is insulting and being completely inappropriate he does it like a swan <laughs> he really does it brings new meaning to the phrase goose stepping yes very much so very very much so and if you can tack on to that when he first meets the German, before he, uh, he there there are some Germans who don't speak English, and he has that exchange with them about we have volunteering meat. to go out the meat. <laughs> and then he sees some more, and he decides to just pantomime to them in that whole pantomime sequence, Do <laughs> trying you want to communicate to with them. It was friggin' beautiful. It this is true. Like this show is 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 a lost art. Because nowadays everything is sort of I don't I don't want to say force fed. I don't know how else to put it, but like they just seem to be having fun. Like it's just a bunch of buddies and, and friends and they're you know, just playing make believe. And Yeah. It's they really let this show breathe. At, yes. Yes. And it's it's fantastically done. Like it's the right thing to do for this cast of characters and these actors and actresses. Just let them be them. Like, what's the guy? Uh, Major Gowen. Like that. Like I really feel like that guy is that that big of a schmuck. Like I feel like he's that big of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's not. <laughs> I'm sure, he's a very well-read human being. But like when when all these. Like they play off of each other well. They 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 complement each other, and that's like that's signs of a really really well done show. And I mean, it's still like people still know Faulty Towers. Like they may not know it by name, but when you say John Cleese, like that's you know it it's the the imagery that this this show put out has stuck around for thirty plus years. 
Yeah, and if you haven't seen Faulty Towers, if you've heard of it, oh, I meant to check that out. Please do it right now. Like, pause the podcast and come back later. I don't mind. <laughs> there are 12 episodes. They are half-hour episodes. You will do it in a weekend. Just do it. And, you know, it's I, I looked at this, and there are 12 episodes, but it was on from 1975 to 1979. That's a BBC for you. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, just think about Sherlock, dude. <laughs> yeah, but Sherlock was at least an hour and a half long per episode. Like, was Yeah, it... but there was like 12 episodes and it ran for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have a point. <laughs> Karen, thank you. I haven't seen this show in a long time. It was really... It was fun to catch up with the, the this cast again and... and just, just like take this trip down memory lane. Shout out to Hunter Wilde, past guest of the show, for making me aware that this is available. <laughs> Thank you, Hunter. So, I, like, I started watching other episodes. I don't. I mean, they're all funny. Yeah. As I'm sitting there, I'm like scrolling through. I'm like, oh, I remember that one. Oh, that one was good. <laughs> John Cleese, he's a genius, a goddamn genius. All right. Um. Let's take a quick break, uh, and uh, when we get back, we'll catch up on some news, seeing as we weren't here last week, so stay tuned. Hey, guys. Uh, have you been over to the site lately? Because I have, <laughs> and I, I need to tell you that there is a new time and relative dimension and spoilers up there. You know what? There's more than one, dude. There's two of them up there. Oh, yeah. my God. The second one went up today, and the first one went up today. The other it was actually supposed to go up yesterday, and I totally didn't get around to promoting it. <laughs> so it went up yesterday, but it went, but it didn't get promoted on, on the internet until today. The internet. I definitely knew there were two because I wrote them. There you That's go. True. She did. We have the inside track, and you, Chris, you did a, an Into the Vault. You put you put up a Fairchild Channel F. Yeah, that was back in May, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking that at that. May 22nd, 2017. <laughs> I mean, I'm just catching up to people for our, our, our video content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our video content, tad on the light side. Dean, get on it, pal. We heart you, one Dean. one thing a month. And, and Ring the Bell is on hiatus. They're on. They're, they're between seasons. All right. We, as you can tell, we're doing commercials a little bit differently. But please, head on over to geekade.com. We post something new. Just shy of every single day, podcasts, articles, videos. Just, just head on over there. Um, this coming weekend, Chris, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we will be. Well, you will be over at uh, too many games. That's right, too many games in the the greater Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia Convention Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Uh, is one of the coolest video game conventions on the planet. <laughs> and I'm going to be spending all three days at the Stone Age Gamer booth. I'll be selling Elver slinging Everdrives. Slinging Everdrives. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, uh, in a Tetris Puyo Puyo Tetris tournament uh, where people will get to play against me in that game for some reason. <laughs> and we're doing a panel on Friday evening. Uh, Friday, and the 23rd, and 8.30. Dan, I think. Panel Room 3. <laughs> That's right. Stone Age Camera Podcast panel. It's going to be effing rad. So we're, we're doing our our, <laughs> our our one trick pony kind of situation. What is it it's called? It's dangerous to go alone. Take 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, really not, I mean, we got to come up with a new with shtick. <laughs> the last couple of times we did that, we've, we've done it. It's like we'll start off with that and then we'll have like 20 minutes left and the three of us just sit there and bullshit for a while. Uh, but this time, no, we're actually we got some plans. We're going to do the the actual thing. Got to get that out of the way quickly because it's a fun little shtick. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's an amusing game to play. And then uh, we're going to do the ten twenty thirty, which is something we do on um, the Stone Age Gamer podcast, where we talk about the games that came out ten, twenty, and thirty years ago um, in that particular month. Awesome. So we're going to polish it off with that. Not a lot of not a lot of stuff came out. <laughs> at this time last uh, there's 10, 20, 30 years ago it's, it's kind of a dry month so we should be able to fit into the panel no problem but hey isn't there something super cool like two weeks after that um, there could be I'm hoping it's super cool Garden State Comic Fest July 8th and 9th that's my comic show my convention in Morristown, New Jersey at Menin Arena um, 
comics, collectibles, art, artists, fancy, famous people like Dean Cain and 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 Dean DeFalco. Dean DeFalco. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, famous deans. You, we have all the deans. All the deans will be there. <laughs> More importantly, for you listening, um, we Geek Aid will be doing a panel. On Saturday at, as of right now, it's scheduled for four thirty, Saturday night. Um, are we gonna? Talk, do you want to talk about what we're doing? Is that is that has it solidified yet? I mean, the general concept, I believe, is fairly well solidified. All right, so we so, can talk about that. So, okay, what did we call it? The D list debate. The D list debate. <laughs> yes. Two teams of three. Battling it out to pick the best teams out of 30 choices of the best D-list characters. Yep. So, it's going to... Condiment King is totally going to take it. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. Um, so, yeah. A bunch of us will be on stage. We'll be hashing it out. Why our picks are the best out of like the crappiest picks that you could possibly pick from. So, <laughs> co- come and check that out. Like I said, uh, July 8th and 9th, Marstown, New Jersey, Men in Arena, Garden State Comic Fest. And once again, too many games. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, June 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Our panel is Friday night at 8.30 in panel room three on Friday. Anything else? I will be at neither because oh. someone has to stay home with the kids so that Chris can go. Ad- You're welcome, America. Adulting sucks. <laughs> Chris. Hey. Uh, you know, I've been jonesing. I, I need my Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary, sir. It's been two Because otherwise, how would you know I, what's been going on in the world of Dragon Ball Super? I would God forbid we actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. God forbid you actually... <laughs> All right, Chris, you have your timer ready? taste. I am ready. And call it. And go. Okay, so last time we spoke, Goku was going to go uh, uh, get Frieza to join in with his tournament thing. And so he actually went down to hell and talked to Frieza. And Frieza, and Frieza actually agreed, more or less, but he was a complete dick the moment he got out. Now, all throughout the, the whole multiverse, the other people are, like, spying on the other people in the multiverse, and they're like, yo, these Universe 7 people, they just recruited this, like, super villain dude named Frieza. We should totally try to murder them before they get to the tournament so that Universe 7 is, like, out on their ass, and they're not allowed to compete, and they'll get erased first. And so they send all these assassins to go over and uh, fight uh, and kill Frieza, and, of course, Frieza's just like, oh, nice, warm up. So he just starts murdering all of them. I mean, just absolutely slaughtering every single one of these dudes and then he betrays Goku and tries to join another team and it all doesn't really it all doesn't work out and Frieza winds up stuck on the Universe 7 team and the next episode the tournament finally starts <laughs> you keep saying that thank you Chris I greatly appreciate the update anytime and we're back thank you so much for checking out our commercials let's talk some news um we're covering two weeks worth of news here because we were busy last week. Um, I came across this a while ago. Apparently, DC is getting ready to do a live action adaptation of the Teen Titans. Now, I don't. It's. <laughs> I'm worried because the Teen Titans and the Arrowverse and all of that stuff, they don't. Like, I don't want it to fail because there's a lot of characters in the Teen Titans that could make it go sideways. I mean, I got a good good enough feeling about it because they're not doing Legion of Superheroes. I'm going to talk about a group of superhero, <laughs> young superheroes that's damn near impossible to adapt to live action. That's true. That would totally be the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, all right. Well, it... I- it's produced by Jeff Johns, uh, Greg Berlant, you know, the the standard cast of characters. <laughs> um, it is set to come to the CW in 2018, um, and that's really all the information. Like, no casting, none of that stuff yet. Um, but, like, I'm trying to think of how many, just 
Kid Flash and Speedy. That's really it, right? That's the only ones that have carried over. And yes, and this says that Colton Haynes was Speedy, which I disagree with because Thea is Speedy. Colt, right? Well, yes, he was what Red Arrow, right? Yeah, is that the what the they called him? Was. Yeah, and then Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. That's right. Well, Arsenal was Speedy in like the comic yeah. book world. Not He's, the, he is essentially that character, but not in the Arrow. They in the Arrowverse, he was never called Speedy. Right. They 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 called the the sister who was drugged out Speedy. I, it was weird, but I mean. It, I guess I, I'm gonna have to check it out because, of course, it's a CW fucking comic book show. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, it's just the way I it is. I fell down a rabbit hole last night. <laughs> I was on Instagram and I clicked on something, and the next thing I knew, I had followed every CW celebrity there is on Instagram. <laughs> Oops, you know it happens. Um, um, which. Uh, led me to see uh, something Grant Gustin posted that like that there's some somebody's choice awards. I don't know if it's teens, people's somebody's choice. Uh, the the nominations were just announced, and like most of the actor, actress, and TV show categories were all all the nominees were people we watch from the CW or Agents of Shield. There you go. It's a good time to be a geek. I'm sorry. I keep saying that, but it's true. Um, Teen Titans just came out with a uh, animated movie, and it did relatively well. So it makes sense that they're going to try to just keep that train rolling and get some live action out of it. Um, I'm just going to wait and see. I'm not going to make a prediction yet. I will check it out, though. Let's talk about something that I guaranteed cannot wait. Super excited. DuckTales. Ooh. I mean, this new... Okay. Yes, we got a lot of information previously. We're getting even more. You know, we, we've talked about this before. But in this article, there's a trailer. And, and a release date. And a release date. We're 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 getting the shit in August. Woohoo. Like you said. And is it me or is Tenant was Tenant born to play McDuck? Like seriously. Like I, like, I don't want to say more than Doctor Who, but What? <laughs> as much. I I I mean even the kids like Huey, Dewey and Louie like it, it, all the voice acting is spot on. Yeah, having all the 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 three ducks have different voices, I think, is a great idea, and different personalities, and like good stuff, good good stuff. I watched this. It looks so good. The the trailer and um, there's there's in I think it's towards the end, you know um. Oh, Launchpad is talking to them, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he turns back to flying the plane. He's like, "Oh God, the ground!" That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> like, I feel like this. It this is a uh, Disney XD now. I, I it's gonna. Ha- I feel like it's gonna have a lot of stuff in it for the adults that have to watch this show because of kids and. The adults that have to watch the show because of the kids grew up with this show when they were kids. Like, Disney's taking that into consideration and doing right by it. I did. I think this might be the first thing that I feel like we could watch with our son. Yeah. I do. Like, I think he would actually get it and like it for a three-year-old, almost four-year-old, who doesn't really pay attention to things for very long. I think he might actually get into this. He does like ducks. <laughs> you guys saw the other link that I posted yes. with the uh the the theme the, the theme, theme tune. Yeah. What I did like in this article that there's like they they got a quote from um co-producer Francisco Agones. And he's talking about or yeah, I'm gonna go with he. Let's talk about how the show is about family and adventures and family adventures and okay. <laughs> 
So it should feel like a combination of Indiana Jones and a blended Arrested Development style family sitcom. I can't find anything wrong with that. I can't. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm in. I'm excited for I'm DuckTales. Like, I'm in. And when I saw this and I saw that it was August, part of me was like, oh my God, it's almost here. And then part of me was like, oh my God, God damn it, I have to wait till August. <laughs> so many emotions flying so quickly. Seriously, I can't handle it all. <laughs> all right, let, let's let's talk about this this next one coming to us from Seafy Wire, SeafyWire.com. <laughs> no, sci-fi.com. Um Nathan Fillion has joined the cast of Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events. Now I don't know about you, but when I heard that or read that, in my head I immediately the um what's uh War Warburton? What's his first? Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Like when he did the intro for the first run, I replayed that in my head in Nathan Fillion's voice. And I was like, yeah, that works. I could buy that. Um, a bunch of, uh, it, you know, of course, season two is coming. Um, Nathan's going to be in it. We don't know why or how or who he's going to be playing. But, uh, which I had forgotten, they, they mentioned that uh, he and. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, they're teaming up again. And I was like, what are they teaming up? <gasps> Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. <laughs> How could you forget How that? How could I forget that? <laughs> so I just don't see better casting than Nathan Fillion in this show. Just his sensibility as a person, I think, is going to fit in perfectly with this sense of the show and the rest of the cast. It makes sense. Like... I- I, I enjoyed the first season. I thought it was well done. I mean, visually stunning because of, you know, the universe that they, they're playing in. Um, and I, I, you know, throw Captain Mal in there. I'm okay with that. Go for it. <laughs> Have a good time. <laughs> oh, he's got to be so great. He's great in everything. <sighs> All right, let's 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 head over to Nerdist.com. Um Apparently, John Wick is going to be getting a TV show. Now, don't get excited. It's not John Wick himself. I think this is actually a really cool idea. They're doing a prequel, if you will, about the... Is it a hotel? Is it... Yeah, yeah the ho- it's hotel. The hotel chain. <laughs> John Wick's favorite hotel chain. It's the where all the you know assassins go to you know relax, unwind, have a drink, sleep in a strange bed. I think that could be pretty impressive. That could be pretty amazing. If they do it correctly, of course. I mean, I haven't seen John Wick. Either one of them? No, unfortunately. All right, so... Kids. All right. <laughs> to, to brief you, there is a hotel in this world that is sort of like base. Like, all assassins can go there, nobody can get killed, and it's known. Like, nothing, nothing happens here. But... You know, that's where they get all their connections, their 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 jobs, their guns, their clothing. Like, it's the hub of all the information and stuff of that universe. Yeah, it's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of this universe. Yeah, sort of. Yes, I'll agree with that. It's. I think it's a good idea. And the ten, possibly Keanu's going to make an appearance. Because it is a, a prequel, but it takes place in the same time frame you know it's not okay. it's not like decades before like where did this hotel come from it's you know when it's up and running the continental is the name of the prequel so that's the name of the hotel bonus points bonus points to the nerdist writer who came up with the pun in the last line that's the best keanu's we've heard all day <laughs> yes good job on the <laughs> pun <laughs> I love a good pun. Side note, um, a buddy of mine, uh, I'm just going to say his first name, Giovanni, He uh, he's actually the artist on, it's a Dynamite comic now, if I'm not mistaken, for John Wick. Check that out. John Wick comic is actually really, really pretty, and it's actually good story as well. <clears throat> Shout out to Dynamite Comics. Karen, you threw up this next article. Did you watch this show? I can't watch the show. Why? 
because it's too much like real life. Okay. Right now. Okay. Like I, I read the book and okay, we're talking about the Handmaid's Tale. Yes, I don't know what I have and, no no knowledge. I have no basis of information for this show or this inf- this this thing at all. All right, so it's based on a classic book that most high schools will make you read. Okay, about a kind of dystopian future where women are subservient. Oh, this takes and place in the future. Near future. Okay. And. It's wow. a little too close to the way the world is becoming in the current political climate. Interesting. I thought this was set in language. this I thought this was set in the past. Nope. Yeah, the um what do you call it? The costuming the and imagery whatnot <laughs> would make you think that. But it's sort of like you know, women are made to serve, so they're made to dress like that and wear those habits on their heads. And Interesting. Well, it's getting a second yeah. season, so maybe I'll check out the first one now that I know that it's actually current. I mean, the show is supposed to be really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard oh, phenomenal things about it. but I can't handle it right now. <laughs> makes sense. I get it. I get it. Well, all right. If you are a fan of Handmaiden's Tale, you will be happy to know that it is getting a second season. Um, there you go. <laughs> now, <laughs> this next... A little more lighthearted. No yeah, yeah. This this one startled me. Like, <laughs> I got... I got... I don't... I, so many emotions passed through me as I was reading this article. Um, this one's coming from Inquisitor.com. And apparently they're doing a Golden Girls reboot. Now, on the surface, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. Some of them are gone. But apparently it's not going... When they say reboot, it's more of a a reimagining. Because this new show, seeing as it's, it's, it's from... Two of the writers of Golden Girls, so it's it's got that, but it's going to be about four older gay men who are a- apparently in the same sort of situation as the ladies were in, you know, and they're going to be talking about growing older and, and being in the, the gay community and dating and all of that stuff. Now, I'm going to give everybody a second to buckle up because I'm about to tell you what the title is, Okay. And this is a doozy. Silver Foxes. <laughs> Golden Girls. Silver Foxes. I like it. <laughs> I'll check Especially it out. Especially <laughs> if they get what, one particular cast member, which is proposed in this article, George Decay. I mean, that's where I found this story. He, I think, put it on his Facebook page and was like, what do you think, guys? Should I do it? <laughs> like... Yes, George. Yes, you should. You should do it right now, and it should be on my TV already. <laughs> so, um, Stan Zimmerman, who is very serious about the series, ha- you know, he had a, a reading of the pilot script at his house, and he invited Leslie Jordan, George Takai, and Bruce Valanche to partake. And like, um, yes, make that happen. Put cameras out on that right now, and have fun. So we're going to have to let Dan over at Stone Age Gamer know that they are doing a Golden Girls reboot. He'll be very excited. I'm sure he already knows. <laughs> <laughs> he's an executive producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's at Stan Zimmerson's house right now like, what can I do? How can I make this How happen? How can I make this happen? <laughs> what do we need to do? Um, this next one sort of skipped by me while I was going through the first time. I don't understand why Slack sometimes put images for articles and sometimes does not, but this is really interesting. Um, I think it's just to confuse you, actually. It, yeah. Apple went out and <laughs> I like it. What's the third? They, they poached uh, top Sony TV executives, and for the for the sheer goal of their television content, you know, to expand it, and that is. I'm I'm happy about that because more, more content, more gooder. 
Yeah, there was some there was some speculation um, at the Apple WWDC um, where they were talking about you know is Apple getting into the TV game? They're you know mm-hmm. introducing some projects that seem like they're moving towards TV production. There's really no um, there's no mistaking once you hire these people yeah it's like yeah no that's what we're doing and we're getting the best friggin people we possibly can so it's jamie which el elrich apple elrich is elrich earl how do you say that name i don't know i can't see it e-r-l stupid thing i see h-t we'll call him jamie or her jamie and zach van amberg okay you may not know those names but you do know the shows that they're responsible for um, just to name a few. I think it's Ehrlicht. Ehrlicht? Okay. That's what I'd say. Jamie Ehrlicht. They're responsible for Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and The Crown. Just to name a few. That's some pedigree right there. That's some bona fides. Yep. I mean, all well, I don't know about Better Call Saul, but Breaking Bad and The Crown have run a crap ton of awards. Yes. Yes. Better Call Saul is doing pretty well for itself, too. In fact, there are even people that are starting to argue that it's a better show than Breaking Bad. Interesting. That I did not know. That's just bananas to me. But, I mean, I guess spinoffs have done that in the past. You know, like Frasier and mm-hmm. Joey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. I think we broke out <laughs> All right. So in the article, it goes on to tell, it goes on to explain how it's the right thing for Apple to get into this business. They already have they already have all of the hardware out there. Apple TVs, iPhones, uh, iPads, computers, all of it. Actual apples. Oh, actual apples. Wait, they don't sell actual I'm apples. Using two, we're using what? Four uh, Apple devices to record this podcast between one, the two of us? Three, four. Yeah, there's four Apple devices currently uh, powering this podcast well you're not counting the apple tv we use to watch most of the shows that we talk about my computer is also count the wireless keyboard and wireless mouse two separate components with the computer i mean yes we like apple (laughs) i had applesauce at lunch tonight it was awesome (laughs) so i mean it it's gonna make it makes sense and it's gonna work just keep going what another bit of information that came out in this article for me was that Apple was thinking about buying Disney. <laughs> like that's is that even possible? I don't know. It says Greenfield said news of Apple's hire shouldn't put should put to rest the rumors that Apple might acquire another content company, Walt Disney Co. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good luck. <laughs> wow. That means they like, take over the world wrong. at that point, right? I know right? Apple's powerful, but I don't think there's. I don't think there's. Like, I don't even think Oprah could buy Disney. Like, and she's the most. I don't think powerful. anybody could buy Disney. All right. Well, there you go. Apple. Yo, know, Amazon bought Whole Foods, though. That's crazy. <laughs> Chris is getting relevant. Chris is getting tired, Moving so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some offing happening. Um, Do we have to? Real quick. Stephen Moffat and Mark Gattis, Gattis, Gattis. Um, it's the, that's the team from Sherlock. They're they're teaming up to get uh, to do a remake of Dracula. So, okay, I like Dracula. I like those guys. Yeah, and you know what? It's a new thing. They're always really good at the start. As long as it's just when they keep going for a really long time. <laughs> and I think this one's got, if I read this right, this has like a definitive end to it, right? It's like a kind of a pair of 90 minute specials. There you go. That's perfect. That is perfect for them. Okay. There's no, there's, it's all the, the great setup stuff that, that Moffat does without any of the long in the tooth, you know, incessant Moffating. So I think I, I, I got a good feeling about this. Karen, how do you feel? Um, more Moffat, more Gooder. All right, I like it. All right, let's move on to Netflix. Uh, they're launching a Puss in Boots interactive book, or no, that's not it's an interactive story. Yeah, it's like a choose your own adventure cartoon. I think I thought this was awesome. I think that's a great idea. I'm a little upset that it's Puss in Boots, but okay, give it a shot. I feel like. 
I'm a little tired of that character. I mean, DreamWorks has, you know, other things in their stable. But all right. Um as the, as the story explains, it is tell it it shows a story and get and then gives the option to choose the direction that the story travels in from one of two options. You know, the the the, the person who is the child or whomever's watching then chooses A or B, then the story progresses and they get another option, A or B just like the old choose your adventure books so you can watch it multiple times get multiple endings or you know actually you'll only get one of two, two i think there was some sort of math where they wrap it back around so there's only two different endings but it's like keeping kids actually involved in the stuff that they're watching unlike the door of the explorer where kids are just weirdly yelling at televisions that don't respond yeah, there's a quote from a Netflix executive in this article about, you know, the, she has a kid who yells, who talks to her TV show. And I'm like, yeah, kids really do that. Like, kids don't always get that the TV isn't listening to them. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, my sister and I, I think it was you can't do that on television. They would do like, <laughs> Nickelodeon would do those like voting things where they'd put like a red square and a green square on the screen and be like, Tap the squares to vote. And, you know, J- Jess and I would go up and, like, tap, tap, bang tap, tap, on the tap, TV tap. screen and stuff. <laughs> I loved... I mean, that's that's kind of the thing with me. Like, I've always loved the the concept of interacting with what's on a television, mm-hmm. which is how I got into video games in the first place. Like, I was just fascinated by that. So, I think this is great. I think this is absolutely great. Anything that... I mean, and it makes TV less of a passive thing. It's 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 just cool. It uh, it's doing Puss in Books is the first one, um, Buddy Thunderstruck, the Maybe Pile. I don't know what that is at all. Uh, I don't either. But Gumby needs to be involved in this. Oh my god! Well, we're getting Stretch Armstrong. That's close. To Gumby? Yeah, rubbery character. <laughs> Not necessarily green. Doesn't have a horse, buddy. You're right. Gumby's. Gumby should be the better way. With his pals, Pokey Prickle and Goo. <laughs> I love Gumby. Gumby's awesome. All right, moving He's on. Strange boy. <laughs> <laughs> moving on yet again. Karen, this is great. I have been watching uh, season 12 of Supernatural. What? Did, yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait. I, I, meant to, I meant to comment on this while, while we were talking about Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers has a number of Nazi references in it. Okay, I yeah. watched an episode of Supernatural where the main thing was a the the bringing back of Hitler. Yeah, because of a watch, and that ending was yeah. phenomenal. Because spoilers, Dean kills Hitler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, like the next day, I happened to be you know scrolling through Facebook and I saw this video. Of this, I think it was somewhere in South America, but I'm not 110%. They found all of this Nazi stuff that had been stashed behind... Okay, if you remember the episode of Supernatural, where he pulls the bookshelf and then there's the room of Nazi stuff, that happened in South America for realsies. I was like, hmm, there's a lot of Nazi in my week this week. (laughs) There's a lot of a lot of it going on. More Nazi than I generally <laughs> yeah, like to yeah, have in my week. Yeah, slightly bit. Um, the reason I'm talking about Supernatural is there is a spinoff pilot coming in season 13. They're doing that that what do they call it? The backdoor pilot, where one of the episodes in season 13 will be the pilot for a possible spinoff called Wayward Sisters. Which is a terrible name for a show. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it with the carry on my wayward son. Yes. But like, oh, I can't wait to watch the new episode of Wayward Sisters. <laughs> what is Wayward Sisters about? It sounds like a boarding house drama or something. Like, it does sounds not like sound a, like what it should a, be. A charmed spinoff. Yeah, it's just ugh, a terrible name. <laughs> Hope that's <they laughs> <change> it. <laughs> Either way, but I really like the show. I like, like the really idea of the show. show. <laughs> I want to watch this show because it's um oh Sheriff Mills, 
Sheriff Jody. Yep. She's going to be like the lead in it, and she's going to be in charge of like orphaned girls who are orphaned because of things in the supernatural world. Supernatural <laughs> things. So, uh, and I'm I, I'm assuming. Does it say that they're going hunting? I hope that they're going hunting. <laughs> Or is it just there's them stories, you know, them talking to each other? No, no I, monsters I think she's... Super- oh, these women will emerge as a supreme monster fighting force. Sold. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, they will. You know, they could... The future is female. <laughs> Hashtag. They could throw in a couple of nice cameos. I'm set. I want them to bring that... that they mentioned this girl, uh, Sheriff Donna Hanscom, is she- from the... Is she the one? The, oh yeah, that yeah, the, like the Minnesota, <laughs> the Minnesotan. <laughs> she was great. I want to see more of her. Well, hopefully, I mean, apparently, it, it, it's possible. Anything's possible. Makes sense. I mean, I think the supernatural fandom is like the strongest fandom on the internet. Mm-hmm. So there's no chance that this show will not succeed. <laughs> None whatsoever. Zero chances of it not succeeding. All right. Let's all right, we're gonna hit the last story. Um I quickly grabbed a news article from CNN. Um I don't remember when exactly it happened, but I think it was within the past two weeks. Unfortunately, um Adam West has passed away. Now Yes, granted, it might be a little late for you guys. You know, no spoilers or anything. Like, this is a known. The article that I posted up was um, about something that the the town of Los Angeles did for Adam West to show how important he was and and the kind of effect he had on America. The uh, The United States, the Los Angeles Police Department actually shown the bat symbol the bat light they lit the sign the bat, the signal. bat signal for adam west in memorandum of form so that's a he died on june 9th there you go so that was less than 2 weeks ago it's a it's a that was a, like that i thought was touching and heartwarming because for the longest time he had he was he was he was a great actor like he was a phenomenal actor that got pigeonholed into Batman. And that's all he was known for. He actually did a, a number of other movies and, and, and whatnot. But for the longest time, he wasn't taken seriously, so much so that it was only a couple of years ago that he got a star on the Walk of Fame. And it was a fight from his family and fans and whatnot for him to, for, for him to get that. For Los Angeles to do what they did, I thought was was pretty awesome. I mean, the man played... I also think that it's... Evidence that the L.A. Police Department has had a bat signal this whole time. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Duh. In which case, what the fuck are they doing not using it? Um, Adam West passed at 88. Um, he had leukemia. He, he's been in the lexicon since 1960 when he played Batman. As as Kevin Smith would say, that is a big bucket o win. I thought it was sixty six. In the nineteen sixty? Nineteen sixties. That's when he played Batman. Oh, okay. I thought you said specifically nineteen sixty. Oh, no, I'm actually reading. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um So there it is. Sorry to end on a on, yeah, on a mean, sad some note. Some days you just can't get rid of oh, a bomb. The best words ever uttered in moviedom. Best line ever. I was obsessed with that show as a kid. I was absolutely obsessed with Batman as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was all the Adam West show. It was like I didn't read the comics or anything because I didn't have any comic shops near me when I was a little kid. I just knew Batman from the TV show. And Adam West and Burt Ward, mm-hmm. just absolutely and completely and totally obsessed with that show. <laughs> and, you know, when, when the Batman uh, 1989 movie came out, it just completely blew my mind of a, a different, darker take on, on Batman. I thought it was super interesting. But, I mean, I always, anytime I can go back and watch Batman 66, it's it's a, a joy to me. I love that show. It's It was so absurd. And 
Adam West played it just so flawlessly. He was he was the perfect person to to play Batman in that scenario because it was just such a it was just such a weird thing. Like, yeah, sure, just dress up like a bat. No, no explanation. No trying to explain it with like body armor nope. or tech or anything like that. It's like, nah, dude, just, imagery. You know, blue and gray. Yep. Got a bat mask on. Let's do it. <laughs> this is a bat Tuesday. <laughs> my my mother. God bless her. She contacted me the day the day after Adam West died, and she said, "I'm sorry for your loss." And I said, "I appreciate that. Thank you." And I quickly I went, but he's really not my Batman. And I had to explain that for, that term, that the phrase to her, what that meant. And I said, "Well, my consciousness is when I think of Batman, the first one that pops into my head is Michael Keaton." But, and then I explained it, as I was explaining it to her, I actually talked myself into, no, Adam West is actually my Batman. I have more fond memories of that show than I do of Michael Keaton. Granted, Michael Keaton did a phenomenal job. But, you know. Oh, he did. If I'm going to go with anyone other than Adam West, it's going to be Kevin Conroy, though. Well, that's the Batman. I, he's he's separated. There's no arguing that. <laughs> he, is, he is a separate entity. But I mean, like, like Dad King Tut on that show, man. Come on, great stuff. And Caesar Romero. Caesar Romero. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> I loved the Riddler. That dude who played the Riddler. Um, my mom used to work at the Smithville Wawa a long time ago, and he came into the Smithville Wawa on his way to Atlantic City one time. <laughs> she was she was so sad that I missed it because the Riddler was my favorite character on the show. Loved the Riddler. So, you guys know that I had a little bit of a pops thing a while ago. <laughs> a little, a little bit of a pops. You call it a problem. A pops addiction. Um, it started with two pops. The first one, and I still say it to this day, is the Boba Fett I bought for my girlfriend at the time. And the second one that I bought was a Caesar Romero one, the Caesar Romero <laughs> Joker. And the reason I bought that is because the it was because of the beard, the pop the actually mustache? had the mustache on it. <laughs> that it was painted over. I was like, this is attention to detail that you do not find anywhere else. <laughs> God bless it. All right. That's all I got. Um, Chris? Hey, how you doing? You got a spiel for me? I do. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> Clicks. And by around here somewhere, I mean right in front of me. <laughs> And when I mean right in front of me, I mean that you can get in touch with us at mailageekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade. Chris, that's Geekade, K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And I said that out loud because I'm reading it for some reason and i'm so tired that i forgot that i usually ask you guys to say things so let's go back karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon and evan is at geekade underscore evan thanks for clearing that up for me pal if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight be sure to check out our show notes and while you're at it you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on itunes or stitcher or if you're super nice you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day and check out the uh twepcast twitter it's not always very active, but tonight I discovered a game called hashtag first gif that comes up for your name. <laughs> and so I posted the gifts that came up for all three of our names. Oh, no. I'm going to have to look at that now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, crap baskets. It's my turn, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I was about to say, Chris, I, you're kind of tired. Wow. You're kind of tired. I know. I didn't even, I didn't even think of this. All right. Fortunately for for all of you, I have myself a little a little spreadsheet. So oh, I'm just gonna pick something. Are you cheating? You're not even thinking about it. You're gonna read something. <laughs> uh, where is it? Let's see. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> figures. Ten twenty thirty stuff. TWE show ideas. I write down this stuff as it comes to me. So, so let's see. There's just no telling. There's just no telling. I had something that I was just thinking of, 
and now it's it's completely escaped my mind. Oh, that's what it was going to be. Oh boy, yeah, we're going to watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> okay. Uh, we were because we were talking about that live action adaptation, and I've been itching to watch this show for a while. Uh, we're going to watch my absolute favorite episode of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, season one, episode eighteen. Speak like a child, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, this is one of my favorite. It's my favorite episode of, of Bebop. It's one of my favorite episodes of anything. If anything, it's just I, I I love it. I feel like you're gonna like this one too, Evan. Like I think this episode, even if you don't, I don't know if you'll like this show overall. I think you might. Okay, it might be a little too anime for you, but this episode in particular is just unbelievably likable. It's just wonderful. It's got great great music in it. A phenomenal song. There's a, a a theme that recurs throughout the the episode. A song, um, one very particular song called "The Egg and I." It's a great song, and uh, that's a great episode. Awesome, sir. Thank you so much. I will do my due diligence and find it and check it out so we can talk about it next week. All right, that's it. That's it for this week, guys. You did a good job. Thanks. Congratulations yet again. I'm becoming more adults. Thanks. Thank you, and thanks for having our inaugural podcast from the uh, new Geek Aid South headquarters. <laughs> yeah, Geek Aid yeah. South Studios. We're <laughs> both chilling on a giant couch in our basement. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. I hope the sound quality is okay. We'll find out. I'll work the editing magic, if not, and it will sound amazing. Amazing. All right, guys. Thank you so much yet again for listening to us. Babylon about television. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm Basil. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.